This is Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. Just one more sleep until the new League One season. Loose in the net! Equaliser, Sean Raggett! Still Hackett, Curtis, goal! Portsmouth win it! It comes back, oh and it's in! It's that man, it had to be George Hurst! This time tomorrow, we will know the result of Pompey's opening game of the campaign at Hillsborough. And on tonight's show, we'll be previewing not just that game against Sheffield Wednesday, but the entire season too. On Tuesday afternoon, head coach Danny Cowley added experienced defender Michael Morrison to his squad. We'll hear about how that move came about between now and seven. I had a phone call Monday night and, and it all sorted itself out, ready for Tuesday morning to sign and it was a bit of a whirlwind and you wait so long for a club to be interested or there to be talk and then things happen so quickly and that, that's just the nature of football. We will also hear from the gaffer himself with his pre-match thoughts ahead of tomorrow's curtain raiser and we'll find out who he's talking about here. I can understand why he says that and yeah, we're delighted to be able to bring him to the club. As ever, Blues fans tuning in around the world, this here is your platform to have your voices heard. We're keen to know what you've got to say regarding the world of Pompey. To get in touch, simply text EXPRESS followed by your name and message to 81400. Otherwise, you can email us at sports at expressfm.com. There's Twitter, at Express is where to find us on there. And of course, you can head on over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. It's Friday night. We are just 21 hours away from the first ball being kicked in League One for the 2022-23 season. And you join us here on Express FM for another jam-packed edition of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Good evening, one and all, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Football Hour, driven to you once again this season by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you across the city without a fuss. You can download their app right now from the Apple app or Google Play Store to locate your nearest stop and to track down your next bus as well. Joining me this evening to preview Pompey's first game of a brand new season, straight into it, Delighted to welcome back onto the show, Mr. Alex Fletcher. Alex, great to have you alongside. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me back on. And joining us from back home this evening, also delighted to welcome back for the first time this season, uh, Mr. Mark McGee. Mark, pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? I'm great, Jake. Just happy to be back, mate. Good, good, good. Right, lads, new season, 21 hours away, Alex. Pre-season, quite up and down. Yeah, we, fair to say. Yeah, we, we saw our fair share of wins. There was a defeat to Gosport, chucked in there as well with a few first teamers, which was mm. a little bit of a shock. It was a bizarre one, yeah. Yeah, but you know, we we got the players in, quite a few of them as well. Danny mm. Cowley's really bolstered his ranks. Does it come across as a bit of a rebuild again, much like last season? 
Well, you don't want to always use the word rebuild because as soon as you have a rebuild, you always have the team gelling, getting together, making sure they understand each other and that kind of thing. We've still got a decent core basis from the team that we had last season. I think that we're adding to that. Of course, we've had to replace some players that, uh, that left at the end of last season and, of course, have left in this transfer window as well. But I think we've strengthened well. I do think it's, it is a strengthening, not necessarily a rebuild. But, yeah, it's, it's almost kind of worrying, really, when there's such a level of excitement for a new season because you feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But I feel like perhaps for the first time in a few seasons and certainly for the first time under Danny Cowley we feel most prepared you know in in terms of being off the pitch for attacking a new season but obviously it it depends what happens on the pitch yeah Uh, like Alex was alluding to there Mark not quite a rebuild this season but more of just continuing the transition from last season and throughout the entire campaign last year I think we spoke about week in week out but you know last season was a bit of a rebuild for Danny and Nicky Cowley to try and get as many of their kind of players into the squad as possible it was never going to happen overnight and this was the summer everyone targeted to be the summer to get it all sorted are you convinced with the transfer business that has been done so far without mentioning the signing that happened on Wednesday because we will come to that in a minute yeah I think um I I do believe that we made some made some smart signs it took us a while and I think a lot of fans uh, were getting a bit frustrated online I think you know we were just wondering where the signs were going to come from but you know we should never lose faith should we I mean the Colby Bishop signing in particular is one that stands out for me I think Joe Rafferty is one one that's gone under the radar. I think he's looked really good in preseason as well. So that there's there's some really exciting signings there. And yeah, I mean, all of a sudden we've suddenly just got nine players from the door. When you know a few weeks ago it felt like we didn't have any. Yeah, absolutely, and, and quite some turnaround, um, Alex, to, to get these players through the door. Once you know, mid June, kind of well, even heading into into July, it was looking quite underwhelming in regards to the, the transfer business that was happening at Fratton Park. But all of a sudden, the players are coming in, and, and they're, com- they're coming in thick and fast, and with, with quite some quality too. Yeah, I think you have to be patient in a transfer window, and I think we all know about the way that Danny Cali operates. He operates under a, a, a policy of I'm not going to just go out and, and, and grab any player. Just because he's right position, just because he's highly rated, he wants a player that suits the system. He wants a player that's going to be brought in. It's going to play the way he wants, and he he's, and he is very very honest about being quite fussy about transfers, and that can be frustrating for fans because, of course, we then see forever and ever going by, and we don't see a transfer coming in. But obviously, there's been a little bit more of a, a glut towards the end of the window, or well, the end of the window, but in the lead up to the season, and I think that's what's increased people's optimism going into the season. I think. Yeah, people can make knee-jerk reactions. A couple of weeks into a window, I haven't signed anybody. They can be a little bit, uh, you know, rash and a bit impatient. I think, but I think you know that shouldn't bother the management. I don't think it has bothered the management. And in the end, we've been able to uh, come up with a very full squad. A couple of additions maybe still needed, but generally, I think we're we're ready to to get going. Yeah, and Alex mentions there, Mark, about not being too rash in the transfer window and the kind of policy that the club has set out this season, and not just this season, but under the ownership of the Arsenal's and. If you listen to uh, the BBC Radio Solent Fans Forum on Wednesday, if you went to Fratton Park to, to go watch that live, some very good points made by uh, Andy Carlin and Danny Carlin in, in, in respect of the transfer recruitment and you know the policies that are set out here at Fratton Park. And it's not, it's not the kind of knee-jerk, it's not the kind of gamble that most clubs in this division are, are you know, putting out there to try and sign players. Is it, this is a bit more of a sensible approach. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of fans can get carried away um, with some other clubs and look at what other clubs are doing and, and maybe the, maybe form their own opinions that we're taking too long to, to do the right business. I mean, I'm not going to lie, maybe I was one of those fans early in the summer, but, you know, I've been patient and I feel like we've been rewarded, to be honest, because the players we've got in, 
I think I've come to learn now that Cowley doesn't just, yeah, as you say, make a knee-jerk signing. He's he's very methodical. He spends his time and he, he brings in the right players for the squad, which I think ultimately is the most important thing. Yeah. And we've been through the transfers uh, from the kind of top to bottom on Monday, Alex. But since Monday, two new signings have been made by Danny Cowley. Uh, the first one of which we'll come on to talk about now, Michael Morrison, uh, the 34-year-old centre-back. He's a, he was a free agent at the end of last season, uh, having left Reading. He spent three years at Mbajeski. Stadium. He signs in a one-year contract. Um, you know, quite the experienced pro, dating back what nearly 17 years now that he's, that he's been in the professional game. Michael Morrison is he the kind of experience at the back that you were hoping for, or were you perhaps looking for that kind of experience maybe a bit further afield? I think you need experience in, in throughout the team, but of course at the back, I think particularly when you look at captaincy roles and things like that, that is where you know you can see the pitch, you can see everything in front of you. You also have to keep a, a cool head. Obviously, you have to keep a cool head if you're a striker, but as a defender, you need to make sure that you're, you're going to be able to marshal that back line. You know, and, and you look at, you've mentioned 17 years in the game or whatever, the majority of that time at his peak has been played in the championship. Of course, yeah, he's 34. He is perhaps coming to the tail end of his career, but at the same time, he's now dropping, dropping down a league. So he's likely to have some experience for perhaps some of the younger lads or even some of the players that just haven't played at a higher level before. And he'll be able to sort of rub off on them, give them the tips, and hopefully that'll make the the entirety of the fence a lot more stronger sorry, a lot stronger yeah. even if he's not playing because obviously that, that influence can come in training that influence can come from the bench all those kind of things as well so yeah it's a really positive signing I think yeah. 81400 is the number to text if you want to get involved with the show Back Home Pompey fans otherwise you can email sport at expressfm.com you can tweet into at expressfm or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey live yeah back onto the conversation regarding Michael Morrison um, Mark one that really came out of nowhere as well we, we see transfer rumours throughout the entire summer I know Danny Carlin and I know Andy Carlin are really kind of intent on trying to keep these under wraps as much as possible the news gets out there one way or another but this Michael Morrison it really it, it did come out of nowhere and when you hear Michael Morrison and we will, we will hear from him later in the show he talks about the fact that you know there was enough a club interested on Monday he got the call from Pompey and, and, and suddenly he's a Pompey player yeah, and I think I think it was a surprise to sign him, but I mean, as soon as I heard his name, I mean, obviously, you know, um, I hope you guys know yourself, like, you know, he's obviously got great pedigree, and I think it's the first time he's really dropped into League One in a long time, mm-hmm. and he's 34, and I think we haven't really made that sort of veteran signing this season, or this summer, should I say, and, um, you know, I feel like we've got two, like, bona fide centre-backs here who are going to start every week. We didn't maybe need another young defender coming in, so I think it's probably the best thing for our squad and it's another like you know level-headed player yeah. who's been in the game for a long time so I think overall it's it's, it's a really good really good sign and it, it's sometimes nice to be taken by uh by surprise a little bit isn't it yeah and just uh scrolling through twitter as you do throughout the week and um there's a Barnsley fan I'm not going to name him Alex because he probably won't be listening to the show anyway but um, he mentions here Pompey have now signed um, Dane Scarlett that is the signing of course announced mm. on Wednesday evening we'll come and talk about it in just a second Dane Scarlett to join Colby Bishop and Joe Piggott meanwhile we've got um, Cole Aitchison and Norwood it's an embarrassment of a League One forward line that's coming from a Barnsley fan now I'm not saying anyone in the past of of anyone have ever called Pompey's forward line an embarrassment in the, in the last five or six years. However, is it somewhat refreshing to see other fans capitulate a little bit at our transfer business rather than the other way around? 
Yeah, without a doubt. I think actually the Scarlet signing came out of nowhere in, in many respects. And I saw a lot of fans on fans forums saying, wow, that's some signing or starting to feel concerned or worried. And I think we do that a lot of the times with other clubs. As you say, you look and think, oh, they've signed that. They say, why are we not signing these kind of players? And it seems like Barnsley as well that have just you know, come down from the championship as well. They've certainly got ambitions to be back in in that promotion picture. For them to say that, or for a fan from their club to say that, is really, really positive. And I think that... You know, listen, you can strike fear into clubs at the end of the day. If you don't do it on the pitch, it doesn't matter. But it is just refreshing, as you say, to see that and, and just to see other fans giving a bit of admiration for the business that we're doing, particularly with, with these kind of players, particularly with strikers as well, considering that was the position at the beginning of uh, the window. We had we had none of. So it's, it is really refreshing. And it is really nice to see. And, you know, long may that continue, getting respect from other fans. I mean, I'm never going to turn that down. So. Absolutely. Long may it continue indeed. And yeah, uh, Mark Dane Scarlett uh, joins Pompey on a season long loan deal from Tottenham Hotspur. He's part of the England under 19 setup. He's made two Spurs appearances. And uh, I know a lot of their fans rant and rave about Dane Scarlett and how he's got the potential to one day maybe fill in the shoes of Harry Kane if he were to ever leave the club or retire. Dane Scarlett, he comes with some big pedigree, some really big expectations as well. Even Jose Mourinho um, was quoted um, after a Europe- European game a couple of seasons ago whilst he was at Tottenham to say that he's got a big, big future and that he is a diamond. Now, Pompey, of course, took Miguel Aziz on loan last season from Arsenal. Similar situation, very, very highly rated, a lot of hype surrounding him. How important is it to keep that sort of expectation down a little bit for Dane Scarlett, whilst also remaining understandably excited for his signing. Yeah, I think I think it's really important. I think, um, yeah, you're right. We had a very similar case last season, but I've got to admit, I think I think I don't I don't know a lot about either player to be honest. And I, I've got to say, Dane Scarlett's name to me is quite a, quite a new name. I mean, I don't know a great deal about him, um, and I think although his his name is exciting or has brought some excitement, I think it will probably help a little bit that maybe. As maybe a few Pompey fans out there who are a little bit naive uh, to his name, but look, I mean, I think I think you know he's he's been bigged up. He's hot off the press, isn't he? He's won in England under. He's, he's been to the under nineteen European Championships, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's got a good it. pedigree, and he's, pr- yeah. he's probably at a stage now where he wants to wants to kick on. So let's just hope, like you know, we've signed two sort of marquee strikers, if you like. So maybe that would take a little bit of expectation off him anyway. So I think, you know, that might help him a little bit as well. Yeah. And going back to the tweet from the Barnsley fan, in in some way, Alex, to have Dane Scarlett, Colby Bishop and and Joe Piggott, and indeed Ronan Curtis, of course, still at the club as your forward options, that's a, a headache for Danny Cowley, but finally, for once, a, a positive one. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes we've had to rely on a January window to bring in a goal scorer. And you look at, you know, particularly if you look at Piggott and Bishop, who have, have played at this level, they've both had prolific periods at this level. They've also had periods where they haven't been as, haven't been so prolific. So that is really then down to the management to get the best out of those players, to play them in the best position, the best games. Scarlett is a little bit more of an unknown because, as you say, he... Yeah, he's, listen, he made a couple of first-team appearances for Spurs, doesn't he, in, in cup competitions and, and Europe and things like that. But obviously dropping down to League One it is a completely different kettle of fish, and he's got to be able to adapt to that. He's got to be able to make sure that he can you know, cope with the physical side of the game as well as the you know the difference in pace, the fact that the ball isn't going to be played on the floor all the time, that kind of thing. So it would be really interesting to see. I think you likely see the more experienced strikers like the likes of Bishop or Piggott starting. I wouldn't expect Scarlett to go straight into the squad. But of course, you know, there's plenty of games, there's cup games, there's uh, EFL trophy games. He's got a chance to prove himself, as well as in training, to get into the team. And uh, yeah, it, it is a an exciting front line. And it's, it, you know, so you've retained Curtis as well. It, it, it would seem, assuming that we can get the wingers and get the rest of the forward line constructed correctly, then 
it, it should be it should be absolutely fine but but you never know do you should but you never know <laughs> an exciting front uh, you know forward line as it stands already mark imagine adding george hurst to that yeah i mean you know that that would be nice i mean i've got to admit as much as i'd like to see george hurst come back i sometimes think it's like beneficial for um a summer and a pre-season to not sort of hinge your hopes on that sort yeah. of thing i mean I mean, as, as much as he was great last season, he probably he probably sort of came alive at, at, at a time when we were sort of going through a bad patch of form and helped us get back through that. And as well, myself, I, I want to sort of see us have a fresh, clean slate. You know, I don't want us to sort of rely on last season's best player. I want to want to start again with the new signs we got, and also give give the new strikers a, a chance to build their own legacy and not not have George uh, George Hurst there. So, I mean, I'd love to see him back, but I think what we've got is fine at the moment. Yeah, uh, Harvey Marks on Twitter says, I feel it would be a bit silly and naive to think that Scarlett will score 20-plus for us this season. If he can reach 10, that would be a good season for him. 18 years old, first time playing, playing men's football in a very tough league. It'll take him time to get up to standard, but he'll be a very useful option. Thank you very much to Harvey, who then adds on. Uh, how often do these highly rated Premier League youngsters come down into the lower leagues for their first experience uh, of men's football and just completely tear it up? He'll be a very exciting player to have on our hands, but very raw. Hopefully him, Bishop and Piggott can get enough between them to take us up. Take us up. Is that the ambition this season, Alex? It's got to be, hasn't it? Well, it's got to be. We've, it's been the ambition since we've ever been in League One. We believe that you know we need to be at a high level as a football club. But we, you know, in no way do I believe that we have a right to be there, a divine right to be in the Championship or anything like that. But of course that's the target. And you see these players being brought in. They're not players that... You know that have just been sort of picked up off the cutting room floor and thing like that. They're not players that say, "Ah, oh, it's fine for a mid-table team." It's not the last. We have gone out for players that, you know, particularly in the forward line, that are, are goal scorers. They can be creative players. We've brought players down from the championship and other different positions. It's clearly a team that is trying to be built on the basis of getting promotion. And for me, listen, the money that's been available, the expectation of the club, and all those kind of things, and the team that we have, top six is a minimum for yeah. me. Absolutely. Uh, Alex, Mark, hold those thoughts, lads, because it's time now to head for a really quick break here on Express FM. But fear not, Pompey fans, the three of us will be back before you know it. And when we do return, we'll be taking a look into the opposition for tomorrow's game at Hillsborough, as well as hearing from new signing Michael Morrison, who weighs up the pros and cons of playing away at such a strong opponent right at the start of the season. I think it's better to play the better teams that are going to be in the league before they get their momentum. And they're still probably trying to find out what their best 11 is, uh, you know, in terms of their new recruitments and stuff like that. So they'll probably be stronger in two or three months' time. But it's always difficult to go to Hillsborough. And I think there's an easy time to go there. A quick reminder as well, Blues fans, that we want to hear from you this evening. Get in touch with all of your Pompey thoughts, whether it's something to add to anything the guys have alluded to so far, or even a question of your own to pose to the panel. Whatever you need to get off your chest, we're all is. 81400 is the number to text. Ensure you start those with the word express. Alternatively, you can email po at sport at expressfm.com. That's going to catch me out a few times. Sport at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm on Twitter or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Feel free to chuck in a score prediction as well for tomorrow's League One opener. And if you really fancy it, where you expect Danny Cowley's side to finish come May the 6th. Keep it 93.7 Express FM and don't go anywhere. The Football Hour returns for part two after this. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. 
Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Very good evening and welcome along to part two of this evening's instalment of the Football Hour, sponsored this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to your area. Tonight I'm joined alongside Alex Fletcher and Mark McGee to preview Pompey's opening game of the season, the Blues' sixth campaign in League One. They start it away to the team they ended last season, Sheffield Wednesday. That game ended in a 4-1 defeat. We're going to hope that doesn't happen tomorrow, Alex, because yep. it's going to be a long home. <laughs> it's a long journey. Long journey home for the Pompey fans travelling up there. Over 2,000 sold. Very good news mm. for the opening game of the season. The excitement and the buzz is still there, clearly. Um, Alex, Sheffield Wednesday, look, it's going to be a tough game, obviously, but we heard from Mark, uh, Michael Morrison before the break and we'll hear the full interview in a moment. He mentioned in the snippet that, you know, perhaps playing such a strong team like Sheffield Wednesday are with the capability and the players they've got at their disposal, playing them away from home at the first time of asking, the very first match day of the season, they were the best home side of the division last season. Maybe it's a good thing. Just get it over and done with. Yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes, you know, you always say, oh, you want an easy game to start with, but then, you you know, you'll have a, a decent start to the season and then you'll find some difficult teams and you're not really prepared for that level of, of competition. You know, if we go up there and we don't get a result, they're, they're, it'll obviously be disappointing, but it'll also be understandable considering the quality of their team, considering the amount of new players we've got coming in. It'll be a, a decent marker for where we're at. Also, if we do go up there and win... That's a massive marker and it makes a massive statement to say, listen, we've come here and we've won away from home or we've, even if we, you know, 2-2 two, two draw or something like that, get a good result away from home. You know, it, it really says to the rest of the league that we mean business. And I, d- I do understand what he means in that interview. You want to get those those teams over and done with first because, you know, it means you, you start fast. You say, this is this is the standard. This is our standard. This is what we have to do if we want to be competing with these teams. And it, and it lays down a marker to the players as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be making the trip up, so I'm hoping for a decent result. But as I say, it's it's there's so so many unknowns. You never know what the preseasons happen for for both clubs. So yeah. we'll just we'll have to wait and see. And regardless of the quality of the opposition, Mark, and you know, we're going into the season completely unknown anyway. We don't know how good Pompey are going to be. Let's face it, we don't know how good the players that Danny Cowley has got this summer. You know, at his disposal, how how just just how well they're going to jail. They could go to Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow, completely tear it up, and we could be thinking. And do you know what? Maybe we are one of his genuine contenders to finish in the top two, well, hopefully the top six, but maybe even the top two. And you go to Sheffield Wednesday, like Alex said, if you get a decent result, if you do nick a win or if you do convincingly get a win, then that sets up a really good benchmarker for the opening month of the season and the months that follow. Yeah, and that's the point. Uh, I mean, you know, I think like, like, like you said there, I think uh, this is a great benchmark and, and, and it's, it's a great time to play the top teams. Like Michael Morrison said, they don't know their best team yet. They're going to be experimenting, probably like we are as well. And it's also an opportunity to to go there and look. If we're not at our best, or there's some tweaking that needs doing, it's the best time to find that out. 
also, yeah, if, we, if, if, if we do get a result, we can then build on it and say, yeah, look, this is our strongest 11. Well, this is the way we want to play for the rest of the season. It sets the players time for the rest of the year as well. So no, I, I think, I think playing the best teams at the start of the season is probably the best way to start a season. Yeah. Not a good way to start the season. However, uh, Alex, and this is regarding to some injury news, because obviously it wouldn't be Pompey if we didn't go into a game, uh, concerned about some injuries. We do hear that Joe Morrell is likely to miss the start of the season. Mm. We don't know the exact time frame of that, just but it will be the start of a season. That could be just tomorrow. That could be for the next three weeks. We, we don't quite know that. Also, Denver Hume, the, the sort of maybe the, the, the forgotten man that everyone sort of just mm. realised, yeah, Denver Hume is a part of the squad as well. Who's going to be playing left-back tomorrow? Conor Brogovy is, of course, an option. He's been given the number six. Maybe Danny mm. Cowley's got an idea for him to be playing at centre-back. But in regards to the team selection at the back, we'll talk about that in a moment. But for Joe Morrell and Denver Hume, it's never ideal to be injured at any time of the season, particularly at the start when you really want to prove a point and get into that team straight away. Exactly, and you have that entire preseason preparation. You go away at the end of uh, end of the last season. You clear your head. You come back fresh. You get fit. You try and do the preseason, and then obviously all you're doing is really looking forward to the uh, to the first game of the season. I can't imagine too many players really enjoy preseason because you do the training and you don't have a game at the end of the week. So you do that for weeks and weeks and weeks. A lot of fitness work in you know the ho- the hottest time of the year. And then you go and get an injury right at the beginning of the season. It must be so frustrating. And then obviously all of the work you've done is curtailed and then you're having to work again on your on your fitness and things like that. It takes time to come back. The only thing that you could say maybe is a positive is that not too much damage is done throughout the season mm. because obviously everyone's back fresh. So you obviously you're not going to be needing every single player in the squad in the same way that you maybe would at the busy Christmas period. Yeah. So you can just put out an 11 and say, OK, we've got, and we've got a lot of depth in those midfield positions and we have brought in more fullbacks as well to cover the kind of Hume point. So there is cover in those positions and we can use other players and it's a question of whether or not you know, Cowley chooses to put a certain player in whatever position, whatever formation he chooses to play. I don't think it's a massive disaster, but it, it, it's more frustrating for them as individuals because all they want to do is get out and play. They've yeah. done pre-season, they've done the job, they're supposed to be out there playing football and now they, they can't, unfortunately. Uh, and for Joe Morrell, um, Mark, a player of his quality, we all know the kind of the kind of skills and the assets he can bring to the Pompey team. We saw plenty of the potential that he's got under his sleeve last season at Fratton Park. Of course, he will be injured, he will miss the start of the season. But unlike last season, Mark, Joe Morrell will find it difficult or perhaps could find it difficult to walk straight back into this team when he does come back from his injury. You know, you've got Mardon Pack coming in with the experience and the, you know, that kind of fan favourite tag held over his head as well. Louis Thompson signing an extension to his contract. The, the way he ended last season, phenomenal. He's certainly, you know, he's certainly got a claim to be in that starting 11 week in, week out. There's competition now. It's healthy for Pompey. It's great as a fan to hear. But for Joe Morrell, I think he might find it a bit more difficult to get back into the team. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it will be more difficult for him. But hey, look, I mean, competition, especially now we've got Marlon Pack in there, that brings out the best in players. Like, I find that when you've got two really or three really great players in the same position, they're going to be, when they get their opportunity, they're going to try and play their best football to convince the manager that they deserve a place week in, week out, which is only going to be good for players to, to, to get better. And so it's good for us to have all those options um, and to have those players that are hungry to, to get in the team. And, and look, I think Joe Morrell is one of those players that, you know, he's a fair player. He understands he's got to wait to get his opportunity. He knows that Danny Cowley likes him. He's a trusted manager. Um but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of competition, and I, I hope that Jay Minky gets a few games as well this season. I think he looks really exciting. He looked really good in preseason, and um, yeah, he's going to learn from those great professionals around him now. Yeah, given the uh, captain arm, captain's armband during one of the games as well, wasn't he, Jay Minky? 
and uh, Danny Cowley really does highly rate Jay Mingy, whether he does go out on loan this season or, or, or stays with the squad and, and becomes a player who could be putting his own foot into contention to be starting uh, the odd game or perhaps even more games than we imagine. Jay Mingy could be a really good breakthrough season for him and in just a few moments, we'll talk about um, how it could be a breakthrough season for quite a few other players as well. Linda Mail on the emails has got in touch. Good evening. Great to hear from you, Linda. Uh, well, another season starting. Let's hope Danny Cowley has got the team he wants with the comings and goings. This is his third transfer window, and he is hopefully a team to push for promotion. I would have liked the transfers to have been done a bit earlier to have allowed the team to have a pre-season and get to know each other. A difficult away game to start. Fingers crossed we can get a result. Play at Pompey from Linda Mail on the the emails. Don't forget Pompey fans, if like Lindy you want to get in touch between now and 7 o'clock, please do so. We do urge you to get in touch with the show. Express is the word you need to put at the start of your messages. Make sure you include uh, your name in there too. Send that to 81400. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Tweet using at expressfm or if you're more of a Facebook user, go to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We'll get to some more of those shortly, but first, let's hear from one of Danny Cowley's newest recruits. We sent Henry Deacon down to the club's training ground earlier this week to attend the pre-Sheffield Wednesday press conference. And Hen has managed to catch up with Michael Morrison, who starts off by talking about how the move to Pompey came about, with the transfer very much coming out of the blue. Um, I think there was a there was an injury, and and then you know we we're probably a little bit light in that position. So I had a phone call Monday night, and and it all sorted itself out, ready for Tuesday morning to sign. And it was a bit of a whirlwind, and you wait so long for a club to to be interested or there to be talk, and then things happen so quickly, and that that's just the nature of football. How have you settled in the first couple of days here? Yeah, it's been it's been really quick turnaround. Tuesday, obviously, it was a bit of a split group because of the game. Um, hadn't trained within a group for eight weeks I suppose not since the end of the season so it was it was a hard job to go straight into it but I think I needed them minutes ready for for the weekend if if selected um so I was happy to get that and then all the group was together today it was the first time I got to meet everyone together and and start to know you know what how things were what the team's trying to do so it, it was a quick turnaround I suppose today is kind of the first day we really found everything out kind of met the lads and kind of got to settle into things yeah exactly everybody was together today we, we talked about Sheffield Wednesday do and, and how we can hurt them and, and you get to to understand the dynamic of the group a little bit more the new routines off the pitch and it's just getting you know, it's like a first day at school type thing so it's just getting used to everything around the place how important were those minutes the other night against Barnet for you yeah really important you know when you everybody does a pre-season for a reason uh, you know some of the lads have played I think they was talking today over 400 minutes over pre-season you train for six five six seven weeks sometimes so um, it is really important um, however you know I have done this before where I've not not had a pre-season and, and been successful in the championship gone and played on quite a few games so you know I'm not worried physically on that part it's just trying to get you uh, used to that you know decision making balls coming in into the box defending um, which you always get in the pre-season games which you know if you do make mistakes you know it's not as important but obviously you go into Saturday and probably end up being a little bit safer as a defender and making sure a little bit more and you know I hope the experience brings me through that. How do things change? Obviously, you've come in late in pre-season. You haven't had a training camp, although you've kept yourself ticking over. How does that change for you going into a new season? Um, I, I suppose it's just um, it's one of the things you have to get on with. Um, you know, that's the reality of it. There's there's only a week till the season starts. Um, I'm fit. Um, I've done a lot of running, feel strong, so I'm not worried about my body. So it's about making good decisions, probably safer decisions than you might make. Um, more than normal but certainly at the beginning of the season at Hillsborough away you're going to be a little bit more pragmatic anyway so you know I think um, I think you just try and concentrate as much as you can which you know you're always going to try and do anyway so 
yeah, it's just one of them things that you get on with. Go back to the squad. What were your first impressions today when you saw them? It was a really lively bunch. It seemed like there was a really good atmosphere. Everybody in it together, which I think is really important. That that social side of it can take you really far. That team effort, teamwork, um, goes really, really far as well as well as having talent. Um, there's clear ideas that the manager and the staff want to they have and they implement and you can see that so yeah it was, it was a good morning it was nice to see everybody and see the banter going and be within a group again because you miss that and of course first game of the season is Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday it must be one of those boyhood memory type things that first game of the season that electric buzz that you kind of get on the back of that yeah I think uh, you know being out of contract myself and you think oh am I going to sign somewhere before the season starts That's, you know you always a bit want to be involved in them first games because you know everybody's excited there's you know ambitions for the whole season everybody's raring to go and then first 15 20 minutes are uh, lightning fast and it, it's a it's hard to describe to people how, how good a feeling how you know there's nerves there's excitement you know it's a brilliant day and you know I've been playing for, for nearly 20 years now and I still you know that first game of the season is still really really special tough start against Sheffield Wednesday but if you flip the coin sometimes having that tough start is it an advantage um, I think it's better to play the better teams that are going to be in the league before they get their momentum. Um, they're still probably trying to find out what their best eleven is, uh, you know, in terms of their new recruitments and stuff like that. So they'll probably be stronger in a two or three months' time. Um, but it's always difficult to go to Hillsborough, and I think there's an easy time to go there. And you know, it's just trying to put your game plan into it, build on what you've been doing pre-season, um, and try and get the three points and work as hard as you can. And talking about yourself, what will be your goals? What will be a successful season for you here? Yeah, you know, I want to play as many games as I can. I touched on it earlier. I'm, I'm a bit short of 700 games, so I'd like to clear that for on a personal point of view. I'd like to score three or four goals in that time as well, I like popping up for a goal from set pieces, which I think is really important. Um, and then as a team, you know, I want to be challenging for, for the playoffs and pushing for, for promotion. I think everybody here thinks that they can do that, and that's a realistic challenge, and, uh, and I think we can do it. I've seen enough. We've got good strikers here and I think you need goal scorers to get out of the league and I think we've got goals in the team. There you have it then, Michael Morrison speaking to our very own Henry Deacon going down to a press conference on Thursday afternoon. Thank you to Hennis for doing that. We'll hear more from him in the next part of the show when he speaks to Danny Cowley ahead of tomorrow's trip to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Mark, just going to come back to you uh, on Michael Morrison, the kind of depth now that Pompey have got at the back. We've already alluded to the depth in attack and the striking options that the Blues have got in, in Joe Piggott, uh, Colby Bishop, Ronan Curtis and now Dane Scarlett. But out at the back, you've got Sean Raggett, Connor Ogilvy, Michael Morrison and of course the captain, Clark Robertson and, and indeed Haji Minoga, who of course Danny Cowley now is, is seeing more as, as a centre-back nowadays. So many options at the back and they're not just, they're not just squad players either. These are decent options to have. Yeah, yeah, I think um, it's it's a part of our team that I think um, we're quite proud of as a club. I mean, we've we've always recruited really smartly at the back, and I think in Clark Robinson and Sean Ragger, we've got two of the best centre backs in, in League One, in my opinion. Um, and Michael Morrison is just a really fantastic addition. I mean, I think a player that can even make Sean Ragger and, and Clark Robinson that can even take them to the next level. Like I was saying earlier, like competition with a player of that standard and a player who's played that long at that high level. Hmm. It's only going to be beneficial. And I think we've got depth in every position as well. Like Ogilvy can play at centre-back and Ross can play at left-back. Um, we've got, we've got you know, almost three right-backs to choose from now. Um, maybe a fourth if Hadji's there as well. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're laughing, aren't we, as far as our defence is concerned. I mean, it's the first time I've felt like for every single part of our team, we've now got a really decent bit of depth. 
Yeah, and and I'd go a long way in, in agreeing with that, Alex. However, I probably would add one more attacking player, maybe a winger, number mm. ten, and and certainly agreeing with what Mark's saying. In in, in every region of a pitch, attack, defence, you know, goalkeeper. I feel very very confident. Midfield, Marlon Pack, Joe Morrell, Louis Thompson. I feel very very confident that we've got the depth within this squad to be comfortable throughout the season. However, maybe one or two more signings wide player number 10 and I think we're set yeah I think that's what uh, what Cali's been sort of looking at as well you've seen some of the news reports on what he's looking for you know, it, it, again it depends on the sort of formation that we're going to play we do have players that you know that can play out wide that can play in that sort of attacking mid position you have Michael James who of course got quality but he's also very injury prone so you definitely need backup in that position um, it'll be interesting to see who does then play out on the right if we do choose to go with the left and right I do wonder whether or not the uh, the young lad Dane Scarlett there is talks about whether or not he's got that pace he's got that precision and all that kind of thing can he be used as a, as, as a wide player Jacobs you know, can play out wide and then obviously we've got some of the, the younger lads coming through so there is depth in that position I think we just maybe need one more kind of proven wide player perhaps yeah. uh, just to sort of bolster that whether that's a kind of free transfer or we spend money on someone from this league or something like that it's just someone who's proven in that position and then yeah I do think we'd be set but I don't think we're going into tomorrow and thinking that we haven't got any options in those yeah. areas we've got players that can play there you think maybe you would want a bit of an upgrade or just more depth but yeah, first yeah. game unless you're really unlucky touch wood and everything because it's Pompey you hopefully shouldn't get too much, too many injuries too many problems <laughs> that at this point in the season it would mean that you'd have to sort of dig into yeah. your squad depth Look, but as we never know this you know. is Pompey Alex it's yeah. never easy never, never. easy <laughs> okay uh, we are just approaching the third and final part of the show but before we do head into that under 20 minutes remaining for you to get in touch Pompey fans all of usual ways can be found on our website as always expressfm.com for the first time this season great to bring back this feature. We're going to take a closer look into Pompey's first opponents of the new campaign. Here is a more in-depth inspection on Sheffield Wednesday. After a long summer break, it is now time to welcome in a brand new season. The Blues enter their sixth year in League One, aiming to finally achieve promotion to the Championship. Pompey Live, this week's opposition... Danny Cowley has once again had the task of rebuilding Pompey to ensure a good enough squad is gathered to mount a respectable promotion push. And the new campaign kicks off exactly where the previous one came to an end for the Blues, away at Hillsborough. Sheffield Wednesday, the opponents in match day one. Manager. One-time Blues defender Darren Moore remains in charge of the Owls following the club's unsuccessful attempt to bounce straight back into the second tier last season following relegation in 2021. The 48-year-old, who pulled on the famous Royal Blues strip on the south coast between 1999 and 2001, made the controversial switch across South Yorkshire in March of last year, leaving Doncaster Rovers in the League One playoff positions to join the sinking ship of Sheffield Wednesday in the Championship. Overall, since moving to Hillsborough, Moore has achieved a win percentage of 43.5 from 69 games in charge. One to watch. Ex-Blue striker Michael Smith is definitely our one to watch for the first game of the season. Smith, who has also featured for Northampton, Bury, and Rotherham since leaving Pompey in 2017, netted just seven times in 34 appearances during his 18-month stint at Fratton Park. Last term, however, the forward bagged 19 goals and 6 assists for eventual League One runners-up Rotherham United, making him the 7th highest scorer in the division. Top scorer. As this campaign has yet to commence, we will instead shift our focus onto last season's top scorer, Lee Gregory, who found the back of the net on 16 occasions. 
the Football League veteran who turns 34 in August, rounded off his tally for the 2021-22 season with an equaliser against Pompey on the final day at Hillsborough in a game his side would eventually win by four goals to one. Gregory's senior career has spanned 14 years since turning pro in 2008, running out for the likes of Halifax Town, Millwall and Stoke City within that time. Current form. The Owls have recorded four pre-season tests, starting off with a goalless draw away at non-league Alfreton Town. Darren Moore's men then embarked upon a trip to Harrogate Town of League Two and, as they would have been expected, came away from that one with a 2-0 win. That, however, was followed by a successive defeat to Spanish outfit Rayo Vallecano and newly promoted championship side Wigan Athletic. Can Pompey start the new season with a victory or will Sheffield Wednesday repeat the feat achieved back in April and send the Blues home empty-handed? All of the unmissable action for a brand new season on the return of Pompey Live. Closer look there into the hours of Sheffield Wednesday with myself, Jake Smith, previewing the visit of the trip to Sheffield Wednesday, Pompey's opening game of the season. We'll come on to talk about that in a little bit more detail after the break. And we'll also hear the pre-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. We always look forward to the start of the season. I think um, for anyone involved in football, it always feels like Christmas Day, the first game of the season. And yeah, we're super excited to see what the season can bring for Portsmouth Football Club. Join us for the final part of the show here this evening on Christmas Eve. The Football Hour returns here on Express FM in just a few moments' time. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Um, Alex Fletcher and Mark McGee join me this evening to preview Pompey's opening game of the season. Mark, I do believe you've got to shoot off around about now. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Um, before you do go, I would like to grab a quick score prediction, if I might. I think he's already gone. That's fine. No problem at all. He did message me. That's not a problem. He did say I had to shoot off at a quarter to seven. That's not a problem whatsoever. Thank you very much to Mark for coming on to the show. Alex, that just leaves the two of us. Um, look, I'm so sorry. No, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> anyway, tomorrow, Sheffield Wednesday, but more in a broader sense, the League One campaign, 46 mm. big games to go. A lot of Pompey fans, as mentioned on the text earlier in the show, in regards to this is Danny Cowley's third transfer window. This is where a lot of fans were expecting this sort of judgment to take shape now. This is where Danny Cowley's got to prove to, himself, to, prove to us, prove to the owners, he is the right man to take Pompey up. With the squad at his disposal, I'm not saying top two, if we don't get that, that's a failure by any means. But if we don't get the top six, if we don't finish inside the playoffs, is that a failure in your eyes? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, I think there was not an excuse from last season, but there's always the thing about, you know, getting that third transfer window. And every single time we had a window, the majority of players that, that Jacket signed would go out the door and the majority of players that Cowley wanted to sign would come in. Now, of course, there are a few remnants of, of Jacket's squad. Obviously, Ronan Curtis is probably one of the most prominent. But the majority of those players now are Cowley's team. 
So you, you'd expect him to say, all right, fine, he knows these players, he knows how they're going to be able to operate and that kind of thing. So, yeah, there's, there's no real excuse. You say three transfer windows, all that kind of thing. That was always the, the number that was quoted. You have January in the middle of the season as well. You know, there is no reason in, in my eyes why this team can't finish in the top six. And there's no reason why the the management of the Cowley brothers can't get us into the top six. So really, you can take a, a fair bit of confidence in that. But if, if the Cowleys don't do it, then yeah, it, it is a failure. And I, I don't think, I don't really see how they'd be able to survive, considering that, say, you've had, you know, that first season where about 12 games and we just missed out on the playoffs. So last season, where we, we, we fell short. This is the time to, to get top six. It's his team. There's no excuses. And it's not, you know, there's money there, you know, he's been able to buy players and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, it would be a failure and he probably would have to, to go out the door. But let's not think like that before the season's even started. Let's let's No pressure, Danny. Let's have, yeah, let's have some optimism, yeah. <laughs> um, in regards to the, the changes that have, ha- that have happened over the course of the summer, Alex, not just in regards to personnel through the door, but Danny Cowley has, has given the players much more of an extensive aerobic plan over the course of the pre-season to just try and get them a lot more fitter than they were last season, hmm. not just in regards to injuries, but try and get the pace up a little bit, try and get the, you know, the, the stamina within the squad overall a little bit more of an improvement you know given them you know over 100k you know <laughs> mm. marathons to run throughout yeah. the, the course of pre-season and hopefully with set, fitness set to improve not just personnel through the door but with fitness set to you know, be upped the ante a little bit hopefully that's something that again will play in Pompey's favour this season we could be a bit more of a more, just more of a fit squad, basically. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's such an underrated thing, I think, in training. It's something that fans don't often see, because obviously you see the players go out and you do 90 minutes, but you don't really necessarily have too much of an idea what's going on in training. And if you are you know, sort of focusing on those fitness, fitness regimes more and, and, and working on that, you just mean that your team is going to be sharper, they're going to be ready to play more, they're going to be more up for a game. And also, you're hopefully going to reduce the impact of injuries as well. And that's the thing, if you have a squad that is fully fit in terms of both their, you know, physical fitness and obviously not being injured, then you just have that harmonious group. And with the depth that we've got, if you can maintain that depth, considering as well that, you know, as much as... Listen, let's focus on the league this season. But you're never ever going to turn down a chance to go and play a big game in, in the League Cup or the FA Cup or even get a chance to Wembley with the EFL Trophy. You may have playoffs at the end of the season. You know, it, it's likely to be you know, 55 towards 60 games you would anticipate in a season. So you obviously have to have depth. You obviously have to have fitness. You obviously have to make sure players can do that quick turnaround, particularly that busy Christmas period. So if that's what's being reported, then I think that is positive. Because I think maybe... There were times last season, yeah. particularly away games, we just looked leggy. And when you look leggy, it's mental fatigue as well as physical. Absolutely. OK, before we do head off, we're going to hear the pre-match thoughts of Blues gaffer Danny Cowley. He caught up with our very own Henry Deacon at the training ground on Thursday afternoon, who spoke to the gaffer to preview tomorrow's trip to Sheffield Wednesday and the forthcoming season. Yeah, we always look forward to the start of the season. I think um, for anyone involved in football, it always feels like Christmas Day, the first game of the season. And yeah, we're super excited to see what the season can bring for Portsmouth Football Club. Does this week feel kind of different because of the small things like giving out shirt numbers, things like that? Do these small things make it feel even more real now? I think as soon as the fixtures come out, I think then that gives you that kind of sense of reality. Um, you kind of look at the fixtures, you look up to see where you are first game of the season, you look to see what the, the opening games will bring, you then look at the Christmas period, you then look around Easter and, and how the season will, will, will finish for you. And yeah, I think that is the, the first time that it feels it feels real. Today is the 38th day of our pre-season, so we've worked incredibly hard to, to this point. I think the boys look in a, in a really good con- physical condition. 
Um, we've obviously had a lot of players come in the building in, in, in the recent days. And now the job is to try to bring the group together and develop the game understanding and try to build the, the partnerships and relationships. You say 38 days of pre-season. How do you reflect upon that in general? It's been really good. The players' attitude and application has been first class. We are definitely at another level in terms of our physical condition. If I compare this group to last year's group, I just think this group, um, really down to earth, really humble, really ambitious to want to improve and get better. And when you have so many boys in the group that are kind of energisers, um, then it's easy to really push and um, be demanding of them because ultimately that is what they want. And yeah, it's, been, it's allowed us to get to another level in terms of our, our physical condition. We've done some good work technically and tactically. I suppose our only frustration is that not all of the group have been able to be, to be part of that. But this is, this is often how it is, how it is. And the challenge now is to, now the group is starting to come together, is to try to, to, to fast track that, that process and get everyone as well organised as, as quickly as we can couple of ins over the last couple of days, we're beginning with Dane Scarlett, someone who Jose Mourinho said when he gave him his first Premier League minutes was he wanted him to be the manager to do that. That's the sort of talent you've brought in. What do you expect from him this year? Yeah, I, I think Jose Mourinho called him a diamond and, a, and an incre- with incredible potential. And yeah, we can, uh, I can understand why, why he says that. And yeah, we're, 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 we're delighted to be able to bring him to the club. We're really appreciative of Tottenham for, for trusting us with with, with, with such a young talent. I think he had a lot of clubs in the Championship and the whole of League One that would have liked to have taken him. So now we're really pleased that he's decided to, to, to come to us. Um, he brings some pace and power that I think will really complement the forwards that we already have in the building. I think he has a level of intelligence that is well beyond these years both in terms of the type of runs he makes, the timing of his runs, um, and also the way that he presses. He's a, he's a really intelligent presser. Um, he's going to allow us to defend high up the pitch and win the ball back early, which is always what we like to do. So, yeah, we're, we're delighted to have him with us. He's, he's obviously only, only just 18, I think. Born in 2004? just made me feel like incredibly old. Um, even even some of our mid-20s were saying, he's born in 2004. But um, for a 43-year-old that was born in 1978, it seems, uh, it certainly made me feel old. But no, we, we, we're, we're so pleased to have him. He trained today and, and lit up the training session. So no, it'd be great to, to, to work with him on a day-to-day basis. And just really our, our only ambition is to, to try to, to help, him, help him improve and get better. Now on the other end of the experience scale, Michael Morris obviously played Tuesday night against the Barnet team with an 11, came in, obviously trained with the first team today. What's been your first impressions upon him and, of course, the signing in general? Brilliant character. Going to bring real leadership to the group. I think we've already got some good leaders in Clark Robertson, Marlon Pack, Sean Raggett, Louis Thompson. Um, to add um, Michael to, to, to that group is, is brilliant for us. He will drive standards every single day. He'll... Um, He'll, he'll really help and support the young players that we already have in at the club. And um, I think as well as that, our football IQ and the intelligence within the group increases dramatically. Going on to Saturday, Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. Every game's tough, but as far as tough starts go, that must be right up there. 
Yeah, absolutely. As as tough as it gets and great for us. I w- we wouldn't want it any other way. I think um, to go to Hillsborough opening day in front of 30,000 plus supporters is a huge test for us. And we're a group coming together and we are going to attack the game and, and see where it takes us. You flip the coin the other way. Is that the sort of start that sometimes you want? Because you've got to be at it right from the first whistle against a team like Sheffield Wednesday. Well, I think whenever you play top teams and Sheffield Wednesday are a top, top team at this level, you get instant feedback. And for us, with where we are in our journey, this will be really important for, for our future development. And when you look at yourself now in general compared to maybe last season, where do you see this side? And, and where, if we sat in a few months' time, would, would seem a good season for Portsmouth? Well, I think... Um, we lost some key players. There's no hiding place from that. Like Sir Gavin Bazunu, Hayden Carter, George Hurst. Um, have all left the building. Uh, Marcus Harness, Aidan O'Brien. Um, so we left some players that had a real impact on, on our season last year. But we've added some, some really good players. A really nice blend of some youthful enthusiasm with some, some experienced pros as well. So we, there's no hiding place. We've still got work to do. Um, but we're certainly moving in the, in the right direction and we're looking forward to seeing how this group comes together and grows. There you are there, Blues boss uh, Danny Cowley previewing tomorrow's trip to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Alex, we haven't got much time left to talk about tomorrow's trip to Sheffield Wednesday. Really just a quick, who do you think is going to start up top really quickly? We've got plenty of options. There's an, there's an opportunity to play two up top, mm. depending on the formation. Who would you go for? Well, I think if it's a two, I think you go with uh, with Bishop and Piggott. But I think if it's that lone striker, despite the fact that Piggott's had a bit more of a pre-season, maybe that'll come into the play. But I do think it should be Bishop. He's the marquee striker in theory. So, yeah. yeah. At the back, an option to play four at the back or even three or a five, depending mm-hmm. on what way you want to look at it. Wing backs, Conor Ogilvie, of course, can play left back. You've got Zach Swanson can play left back and right back. Joe Rafferty, right back. Plenty of centre backs. options, yeah. We can't call it, can we? No, you can't. And if it's, if, if it's a flat back four, you would expect it to be Robertson and Raggett at centre half because they're the, you know, the experienced yeah. players they're playing in the team. But if not, you could you could see Michael Morrison making a debut tomorrow. And you get a clear indicator after tomorrow, hopefully, of a way Danny Cowley is likely to set up for the rest of the season. Very quickly, Alex, we've got about 10 seconds for you to say it score prediction Pompey's first game of the season what do you reckon 93rd minute winner 1-0 love it own goal (laughs) own goal that'll do 93rd minute own goal Michael Smith Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I'm going to go for a 2-1 Pompey win. We're going to leave it late. I reckon Dane Scarlett's going to come off the bench to score the winner. Okay, Pompey fans, if you're not making the trip to Hillsborough tomorrow afternoon, you can catch us for a brand new season here on Express FM. Pompey Live returns from one o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Well, I hope you've summered well, Pompey fans. But just like that, the new 2022-23 football season is upon us, and Pompey get their League One campaign underway this Saturday taking on Sheffield Wednesday. And Ronan Curtis has scored for Portsmouth! Join us live from Hillsborough for all of the unmissable action from 2 o'clock with a preview show from 1. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very excited to be back on the airways when Poppy Live returns tomorrow afternoon. The actual show begins at 2 o'clock, but we've got a preview show between 1 and 2 as well. It's basically just an extended build-up of the Blues' first game of the season, Sheffield Wednesday away. That kicks off at 3 o'clock at Hillsborough. 
The EFL season does kick off this evening. That is a game between Huddersfield and Burnley in the Championship. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff. And if you want to get your early football fix, the season does start this evening live on Sky Sports at 8 o'clock. Okay, some also, you know, some great big football news coming from this weekend as well. On Sunday, the Women's European Championship final live from Wembley, sold out Wembley Stadium between England and Germany. What a cracker that is set to be. And it will also be for record attendance of any UEFA European Championship final, men's or women's, ever. So what a fantastic achievement to round off what has been a brilliant Women's Euros tournament. Okay, coming up here on Express Event tonight, Connor Mosley is back with Express Floor Fitters from 7 right the way through until the early hours of tomorrow morning. Ian McGuinness is back between 8 and 11 tomorrow for Saturday breakfast before Liddy Park brings the warm-up to Pompey Live between 11 and 1. Myself and Robbie live from Hillsborough from 1 through until 6. Thank you for joining us tonight, Pompey fans. We look forward to kicking off a brand new season tomorrow from Hillsborough. Until then, take care. Have a great weekend. Play out Pompey.